Who should be the first rookie wide receiver off the board? Puka Nakua or Jordan Addison? All that more in this episode of the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Welcome back to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. This episode is brought to you by Price Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to pricepicks.com slash NFL and use promo code LOCKDOWNNFL, all lowercase, for a first deposit match up to $100. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. Uh, joining me today, as always, is Kate Majuk. Check her out on Twitter at Kate Majuk. We've got a special show for you today. Usually on Thursdays, we talk about rookies. Today, we are redrafting the first round of your 2023 rookie drafts. Kate, I couldn't be more excited. Yeah, this is going to be a good one. I'm a little bit nervous because there are some very good rookies that have emerged from this class. Uh, luckily, though, I have the first overall pick, Marcus, and it's yes. still a pretty easy one for me, at least. It's Bijan Robinson. Who would have guessed? Who would have thunk it? Uh, generational running back for the Atlanta Falcons, despite the fact that Arthur Smith has me driving my head through a wall on any given week. Um, like the, the incredible catches we've seen from him, the incredible elusiveness that we've yep. seen from him, this kid moves special. And we've absolutely seen that like hands down, no question about it. Like we have seen what makes him so dang special already, even if he hasn't had necessarily the touch volume that you'd love, he'd still, he's still sitting there at RB 11 so far in the year, which I think is still pretty impressive given the fact that. Man, I wish he had a lot more touches because he deserves them. Yeah, there's nothing that we've seen from the first seven games of the season that's going to suggest that Bijan's not a special running back. You take him at one, not only because he's talented, but also because it's at that running back position, which is so hard to find. And it's why at number two or uh, 102, I'm going with Jameer Gibbs. I know he's been banged up. I know there's been other rookie running backs that have outproduced him. I still really like the talent. I, I like what I saw against Baltimore last week, and I'm still just – I'm gambling on the position, and I'm gambling on the, the upside here. Give me Jameer Gibbs at 102. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. You know, my concerns with Jameer Gibbs still – I'm a little bit shaky, right? The the team's comments about, you know, Jameer Gibbs being more of a complimentary back – they have me nervous, but like the me. upside is so, so dang high. Uh, you know, at least when you know he's getting some of those those actual touches. Well, can I ask ask you a question? Because it's pretty clear that Gibbs and Devin, uh, Devon A-Chain are the next two running backs here, right? And we'll mm-hmm. get to A-Chain in a little bit. But I think for me, there's still a pretty significant gap. And I know A-Chain has been the more productive player, but we've already seen A-Chain get banged up. Is there a big gap for you at all between those two running backs? Yes, absolutely. Now, like Jameer Gibbs, also not like necessarily the biggest running back, but has more of the the BMI, right? Has more. He's like twenty pounds the, heavier than AJ. He's, he's got the thicker build, and like that that does amount for something, especially when you're asking questions about uh, can they hold up to injury. No, you're right. It's it's not just uh, you know. But, 
a one-off injury for Devin A. Chain. We've seen him be banged up throughout the offseason, um, you know, in training camp and then in, you know, early to start the year and then already banged up again. Like this has been several injuries already, which does raise the question. Like my concern for him was, you know, A, does the size matter? And I think it does a little bit. A little bit. Um, and my other concern for him was generally speaking the, um, you know, like does he have – any other sort of trick up his sleeve besides speed. And it turns out that doesn't really matter. The only no, trick <laughs> is to get him the ball, but he needs to stay healthy if he's going to produce so that, that accounts for a pretty decent tear break between Jameer Gibbs and yep. Devon A chain for me. HR. Uh, ah, when am I going to get used to it, man? Probably never. Uh, so just excuse <laughs> us. There's been 15 different pronunciations of Devon A Chan, which we'll, okay, we'll never get it right. Okay. Now, I pick 103. This is the fascinating for me one for me because we went chalk with the first two ones. You are on the clock here. 103. Who do you got? I'm gonna go with Puka Nakua. This has got to be like the hardest point in the draft here, it right? Is, like you're looking like there's a lot of talent on the board right now, uh, and Puka Nakua like obviously doesn't have the draft capital here, but Puka Nakua ranks third among all wide receivers, rookies, vets, you name it. Uh, among all wide receivers has, you know, almost 80 more receiving yards than Stefan Diggs. Um, you know, just he, he's outplaying the rest of the league in PFF receiving grade ranks ninth among all wide receivers uh, up there with the likes of AJ Brown, Justin Jefferson, it, you know, Jamar Chase. Like these are the the players that he's he's comping to right now. Um, hasn't necessarily translated to a ton of touchdown production, but I think like, you are are seeing a wide receiver that was tested, like bend, and he did not break um, so far in his rookie season. Just so impressive the the records he's breaking, um, broken in and what he's been able to contribute to this offense so early on. This gives me a lot of hope that you know this this might be for real. And I, I liked Puka Nakua coming out, but I, I didn't I, I didn't expect anything like what we've seen to date so far this season. I think his last game week seven against the Steelers sold me as to him being the top one or two wide receivers off the board. Like Cooper cup was basically non-existent dropped two passes early on in the game and Stafford's like, that's fine. I'm just going to throw it to Puka Nakua over and over. He made an unbelievable catch on the sideline. So for everybody that just thinks he's a, a product of the system and he's just getting a bunch of cheap catches underneath, go watch that catch. It's one of the best ones that you'll ever see. He's also making plays after the catch. Yes. And I think that's what was so surprising is, and there was multiple times where they threw to him on like a crossing route and he took it 30 yards up the field. We've seen now that he can produce with Cooper cup. He's obviously going to produce without Cooper cup. I think if you want to say he's a top one or two receivers in this rookie class, I don't, I don't see any reason why that shouldn't be the case. Yeah. Uh, averaging 2.81 yards per route run, Marcus, like it, among again, you know, rookies, veterans, doesn't matter. Uh, Puka Nakua ranks top 10 in that metric, uh, ranks third overall in yards after the catch uh, again, among all wide receivers, yep. um, you know, has been able to play out of the slot has been able to play out wide. You like you, you see that versatility there that, you don't always see out of a rookie coming out of the gate. Um, I, I just think the 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 encouraging signs 
super, super encouraging. And, you know, regardless of the question marks of what's to come for this Rams offense in the future, which I think is everybody sort of, um, you know, maybe, maybe that's a, a big pain point for, you know, drafting Puka this high, but I, I think you got to just bite the bullet and, and say he is what he is. All right. So at number one, you went B. John Robinson. I took Jameer Gibbs. You took Puka Nakua at 103. I'm taking Jordan Addison at 104. I'm, I'm thrilled that he's been here. He's been my number one receiver this entire time, all the way you know back in the offseason. Loved his route running. Now he's creating big plays down the field. He's getting more involved in the offense. I just want to buy all the Jordan Addison stock because I think he's going to be a superstar. Whether Justin Jefferson is in or out of the lineup, I'm all in. Yeah, it's really hard to argue with that, especially uh, after the timing, you know, of this this monster breakout game that he had against one of the, the league's best defenses, like just absolutely ripped them to shreds. Yeah. Um, one of the best plays of the year, Marcus, has come from Jordan Addison, that play where Charvarius Ward looked like he had an interception in his hands, 49ers quarterback Charvarius Ward. And he just grabbed it back and took it like 60 yards to the house. It was one of the most insane plays you've seen all season. But the, the you know, mentals, I, I think, are all there for Jordan Addison. Again, you know, it, I feel like this is kind of the theme of the 2023 draft class was, are they big enough? Yes. And they keep showing us, well, it doesn't really matter because no. I, I had that concern. And Jordan Addison, he looks as complete a wide receiver as – You've seen, you know, in years past with USC, with Pitt, and, you know, maybe some questions about, like, what's to come at quarterback. Well, I don't know. Maybe this team hashtag tanks uh, for Caleb Williams, and we see a no reunition. Reunition? What's the word? No. It's not happening. They're going to be too good. Jordan Addison and Kirk Cousins <laughs> are going to lead this team to too many wins. But, Kate, we – uh. We're going to have a little bit of a run on wide receivers coming up, I think, uh, in the next part of our first round of our rookie draft. Uh, who will be the next wide receiver off the board? We will get to that next. This episode is brought to you by DoorDash. Did the game just go to a timeout? Time to order in with DoorDash. Is it halftime? That is ordering in time. Two-minute warning. You got it. That is your cue to order in. Whenever the game clock stops, that's your time to order in with DoorDash. I live here in Corey, PA. We've got absolutely fantastic wing places all around me. The Corner Bar and Grill, which is just a few miles from my house. We order, we DoorDash all the time from there. Absolutely fantastic. Kate, what's your favorite spot out in Houston? Love, love, love Katz's Deli. One of my favorite places to order sandwiches from. And guys, the tomato soup is amazing. The matzo ball soup, chef's kiss. Only only from DoorDash. Uh, it got a shout out DoorDash here. Yes. All of your favorite restaurants and stores from retail to grocery are on the app so you can shop everything you need to get game day ready. Get prepared before game day. Stock up on all your favorite appetizers and order all the tailgate gear on DoorDash. Then get ready to watch your team win. Get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order. When you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code LOCK23, subject to change, terms apply. Again, that is 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code LOCK23, subject to change, terms apply. 
Welcome back to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. Football season is here and Locked On is kicking off our coverage with Locked On NFL Kickoff Live. Each Friday, Locked On will go live at 2 p.m. Eastern on every Locked On NFL YouTube channel. Host Tanitra Batiste, Jarvis Davis, and Kyle Krabs will break down every game on the NFL slate to get you ready for your team's matchup, your fantasy lineups, your betting angles, and so much more. Plus, get the in-depth local analysis from our stable of NFL hosts across the country who know these teams better than anyone else. Find Locked On NFL Kickoff Live every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time on any Locked On YouTube channel. Kate, you are on the clock here at pick 105 in our rookie draft. Who do you got? This one's really, really challenging, too. This is like a hard, this is really hard to go back through these ropes, but uh, let's roll with JSN, uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba, okay. Seattle, Seattle Seahawks, first round wide receiver, uh, you know, had high expectations coming into this season, perhaps too high. Uh, but you know what? Like, I think we all kind of knew he's entering an offense with DK Metcalf with veteran Tyler Lockett, who is still playing some really solid football last season. And, you know, I, I think we all knew that maybe his ceiling wouldn't quite be as high as some of these other rookies to start. And I, I do think that that has kind of forced his value down draft boards a little bit, even in my own. Um, but we're still looking at Jackson Smith and Jigba, who's one of the best wide receivers in you know the 2023 draft class, my favorite wide receiver from a pure talent perspective. Um, this is a guy who was out playing first round receivers, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, when, all three of them were on the field together. He was the one out producing them all. I don't think that's going to, uh, you know, I, I don't think he's going to stay behind the sticks for long. I know he profiles as that slot wide receiver, but I think as time goes on, as Tyler Lockett continues to age, we're already seeing a little bit of decline in efficiency mm-hmm. there from Tyler Lockett. The opportunity for JSN, I do think, is right around the corner. I'm thrilled with this pick because that leaves my guy Zay Flowers on the board at 106. I I think the most dynamic of these rookie receivers now hasn't necessarily been used a ton down the field, although we're starting to see a little bit more. I get the wide receiver one for the Baltimore Ravens. Who's going to be tied to Lamar Jackson for the next several years at the sixth pick. I absolutely love it. Uh, We've seen him be, Targeted a lot in this offense. We're starting to see Lamar Jackson trust him more on some deeper targets. I can't wait to see what his role is going to look like when we get a little bit further into the season. I would have, I was considering taking him over Jordan Addison at pick 104. So to get him here at 106 is an absolute steal in my book. So thank you, Kate. So as far as your rookie rankings go, Zay Flowers is your wide receiver one. No, Jordan Addison is. Oh, is, sorry. Okay, uh, it's, so, to me, it's Addison Flowers Nakua. Wow. And then JSN all the way down at four. Maybe. <gasps> oh my gosh, Marcus. I'm I, I don't know what to make of this. And I we'll think get to that. Answers. We'll get to we'll get to my wide receiver four in just a second. Don't you worry. Don't you okay. worry. You were on the clock here at 107. All right. Uh, here is where we talk about Devin A. Chain, who A. Chan. Oh my gosh. A. Chain. Uh, this is Miami where we're going to finally get to it. Like, rip off the band aid. I do have a lot of concerns about his durability overall. And that, like, there's nothing you can really do to change. He can put on muscle, I think, as time goes on. I do think if he's going to, uh, you know, like, maintain a, a spot, uh, a, a 
heavy enough workload, uh, you know, to just remain on the field. Like he's going to need to, I think, probably bulk up, um, you know, dealing with a knee injury. He's on IR at this point. Like, but again, it's already been several injuries, but man, Marcus, like, how do you argue with the production that Achan's had in the very yeah. few touches that he's had? Like, there's there's not a whole ton you can argue with. I mean, he's already had seven touchdowns. He's only played four games and, and you know, 11 yards per touch. This guy's insane in the membrane. It's why getting him in the middle of your first round is a steal. And again, this is the it. Upside so do- high. Yeah, we're doing a PPR non-superflex league. And this is about where you would expect to take him. I think the receivers that went ahead of him right in a row, four in a row, you had Nakua, Addison, JSN, and Flowers. All those guys just have a much higher floor uh, than he does. But I think at seven, that's a fantastic spot to gamble on somebody of his talent in that situation. Kate, for me at 108, I thought about drafting my wide receiver four here. But I'm going to take the best tight end in this class, Sam Laporta, somebody who we talked about a ton on the show, pre-draft, after the draft, before the season. Every time I talk about Sam Laporta, I get this little twinkle in my eye that almost <laughs> here. I get so excited. I mean, we're we're seeing the data right now. He's already being drafted in startup leagues as a top five dynasty tight end, and it's really hard to argue that he shouldn't be with his role, his talent. If I can get a top five tight end. At pick 108, I'm going to do that all day long. Yeah, just been too too heavily involved here as a receiver. Um, you know, obviously we we've known that you know we have a quarterback here who's willing to target the tight end position, uh, whether that be Tyler Higby, T.J. Hawkinson. Like he has utilized that that tight end position, and Sam Laporta ranks third in targets, tied with Evan Ingram, 49 targets on the year. Uh, 35 receptions, 377 yards, three touchdowns. Like he is already producing as a top five receiver. And yep. you know what? Like the the yards after the catchability, it, all of that is translating immediately to the field in a position that we know doesn't always translate to immediate production. So I, I think this is so fair. I think this is a great value. Um, where would you say that Sam Laporta falls in your rankings for a, a tight end premium league? Because I think oh, that that bumps him three. up to maybe a top three pick. Yeah, I, after Bijan and Gibbs is when I start considering Sam Laporta. Um, I mean, the dis, the gap that Laporta has started to get over the other tight ends, including Dalton Kincaid, Michael Mayer, uh, Luke Musgraves, is pretty significant. I think he's pretty clearly tight end one in this class. So just to recap, our first eight picks, Bijan Robinson, Jameer Gibbs, Puka Nakua, Jordan Addison, JSN, Zay Flowers, the Miami Dolphin running back, uh, Devin, uh, you want to pronounce it? Achan. There you go. You got it. <laughs> uh, and Sam Laporta at 108. Kate, have you noticed no quarterbacks off the board yet? I think that's going to change in the next group of picks. Well, we will get to that next. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can get $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. Uh, And that's guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. It does not matter if you win or lose your bet. That is $200 in bonus bets. Again, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there is no better time to get in on the action 
The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-under, so much more. I love betting on the futures markets. Uh, I love going over and seeing, okay, who's going to win the division? Is this team going to make the playoffs? Are they going to miss the playoffs? So many fun parlays that you can even do with the division bets. Like if you think the Steelers are going to win the AFC North, like I kind of do, I think they're going to get to like 12 wins and we're all going to be wondering how it happens. You can bet on it on FanDuel. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season with FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. We also want to let you know that this podcast is brought to you by Jace Medical. There is a lot of uncertainty in the world today, and it's important to be prepared. The Jace case is a personalized emergency medication kit that contains five essential antibiotics that treat the most common and deadly bacterial infections. You can also customize your case and add additional life-saving medications based on your unique needs. Don't get caught unprepared. Everyone should be empowered to care for them, to take care of themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. Jace will handle everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. Again, the Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. To get yours, all you have to do is go to jacemedical.com and enter promo code LOCKDOWN at checkout. For a $20 discount on your order, that is promo code locked on Jace Medical, J A S E Medical.com. All right, we are wrapping up the end of our first round rookie redraft. Kate, you are on the board here at pick 109. Who are you taking? All right, I'm going to go with a guy that I feel like we just talk a lot about here, Marcus. I'm going to go with another wide receiver, Kansas City Chiefs, second round wide receiver, Rashi Rice, who has just been killing it, even though he has not played all that many snaps, just 140 routes run so far this season. But you know what? He's been targeted pretty often on those routes run, almost a 27% uh, target rate on routes run, which is incredible. Like that, that tells us when he's on the field, Patrick Mahomes is looking for him. The two have had an outstanding connection to this point in the season. Um, like this, this just feels like, I've said a, a perfect marriage in terms of what this offense needs. He's got yards after the catch ability. He's got uh, that sort of innate ability that I don't really think is all that that teachable, right? Like to to follow through and find your quarterback when the play breaks down. Um, just I, I love the talent, but even more so, like it, you've got to love the wide receiver one who's tied to Patrick Mahomes for presumably several years to come. So you got Rashi Rice at pick 109. I think that's outstanding value. I would have taken him ahead of JSN, who you have at pick 105. Wow. For the exact reasons that you just mentioned, Kate. He's been highly efficient. Every time that he gets an opportunity, he produces. He's tied to Patrick Mahomes. And if you look at the future of this wide receiver core, I don't think Marquez Valdez-Scaling is going to be on this team next year. I wonder if Sky Moore is even going to be on this team next year, considering how poorly he's played. Justin Ross has uh, a lot of issues going on right now. Kadarius Toney can't stay healthy. I don't see any why Rashi Rice can't be the number one receiver for this team by the 2024 season and maybe even by the end of this year. On top of that, Travis Kelsey's 34 years old. At some point, he is going to decline. 
I love Rashi Rice. I I would have taken him even higher than this. So I think this is a fantastic pick by you here. I love it. Uh, You know, 122.9 passer rating when targeted, averaging 2.46 yards per route run. Um, Just like you said, terrific efficiency. I love the opportunity here. And like, he's earning it. He is, I think, what we had hoped Sky Moore would be. And we've seen it pretty quickly come to fruition. Now it, Maybe it's going to take a little while longer to get that full-time role as a starter, but he's getting there. He's working towards it. All right, pick 110. Our first quarterback comes off the board. It's Anthony Richardson. I'm just gambling on upside. I know that he's going to miss the rest of this year, but we saw when he played what kind of upside he has with his legs, with his arms. I'm willing to gamble in a one-quarterback league uh, on Anthony Richardson here at this spot. I really like that. That was a the you know, that like, that's the question, right. In in all of these drafts and especially single quarterback leagues is like, how early is too early? I think a lot of people are usually afraid to pull the trigger. They don't want to be the first ones to draft a quarterback, but if you're going to draft a guy, like make it Anthony Richardson, like that, that's the pick I wish I had here because that's going to force me to make another pick that I just don't know if I want, but like, man, and in, in such a limited, are you sure? Are you ready for this? Yeah, go ahead. All right. I'm going to go with Zach Charbonnet, who has barely sniffed the field this year. RB4. So this, this is going back to just a, a, you know, a dart throw on a talented player. The Seattle Seahawks drafted him in the second round overall. He's just 22 years old. Um, like was such a productive and, and elusive running back in college has yet to to have like really any substantial role. His biggest week uh, came in week three against the Carolina Panthers, uh, which is the worst rushing defense in the league right now, had uh, just 10 total touches, uh, 45 total yards. Like it, it wasn't a huge day, but you were encouraged, right? Like you, you saw him get in the mix. Now, it's been very clear this year that Kenneth Walker is just the guy. He's the dude. He's the dude. So like, this is where I'm gambling the dice on a player that I had ranked very highly coming out as a rookie, believe in the talent. Um, And, you know, again, he has that second draft, second round draft pedigree. Like he's not, uh, I don't think it's going to be a substantial amount of time before we see him get some work. And I do think once he gets on the field, gets in rhythm again, he's one of these like just really elusive kind of tough runners. Um, And I think there's room for both Zach Charbonnet and Kenneth Walker in this offense, if they want to, um, you know, really, really carve out the run because Zach Charbonnet, totally different runner than Kenneth Walker, like Kenneth Walker, you think speed explosiveness, Zach Charbonnet is that guy that I would trust more in between the tackles, trust him in the red zone. Um, Like I I think there's a possibility for both. So this is where I gamble on the talent and not necessarily bank, you know, excited about the fact that he's only exceeded 20 snaps in a single game this year. And and I'm going to finish this up with CJ Stroud at pick 112. Uh, He's been the best quarterback this year i could have taken quentin johnston or marvin mims or tank dell i just like the floor of cj stroud basically throwing for 250 yards and two touchdowns every game gives you a really nice base at at 112 i have him as qb2 uh just a just a 
like a B minus pick there. But just to wrap up, Kate, we've got Bijan Robinson, Jameer Gibbs, uh, Puka Nakua at 103, Jordan Addison, JSN, Zay Flowers, Devin Achan, uh, Sam Laporta, Rashi Rice, Anthony Richardson, Zach Charbonnet finishing up with CJ Stroud. That is our rookie redraft after seven games. I'm sure it is going to change a ton over the next couple months, but that's where we stand right now. Yeah, I can't wait to do this in uh, you know another like two months and see this entire draft. I'm gonna have you have to have you save that piece of paper with yes. our list uh, so that we can compare uh, just a couple months out because I am sure we're in for many more shakeups. But I think the biggest takeaway here is that this draft class has had plenty of surprises, but is is talented and very Pretty good deep. class. You got a great first round class. pick. Do you get one of one of these guys in your first round? I think you're pretty excited. And we didn't even mention Don Kincaid having a nice rookie year. Marvin Mims has been efficient. Tank Dell having a nice rookie season. The number one overall pick in the draft didn't even go in the first round of our draft. So pretty, pretty loaded class. That is it for today's show. We want to thank you for making Lockdown Dynasty your first listen every day. Every dayers, we'll be back tomorrow to break down this Bucks bills Thursday night game and talk about some players that you need to promote from your bench into your starting lineups in Week 8. Uh, we are free and available on all platform, check, uh, platforms. Check out our show on YouTube. Follow Kate on Twitter, at Kate Majuk. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we will see you next time.